Just wanted to take a moment and uh, check in with the uh, the host of Inside Sports, Reed Wilkins, uh, who is good enough to hop up early at 7.45 and, and call in and have a chat with us about what happened yesterday and the game last night and what's going to be going down the stretch run. Reed, how are you? I'm doing great, Daryl. How are you? I'm awesome. Hey, I'm up all the time. I'm just super darn perky at this tower. It's almost unbearable. <laughs> I've never found you to be unbearable. Oh, just give me a little bit more time. Uh, it was funny. You know, it is so funny on NHL trade deadline day just how many of the armchair GMs are they're working caps and they're coming up with amazing spots. What do you think the actual how do you what do you think about the job the actual GM of the Oilers did yesterday? Pretty much all he could do? Well, I I mean this doesn't transform the team or boost no. the Oilers up a up a tier in terms of how they uh, are in terms of being a Stanley Cup contender or anything like that. I think the moves are helpful. Uh, I mean, with Brett Kulak, you're getting a defenseman who's probably going to play on the third pair to start. He, he could probably play up a little bit. Um, he's 28. He's got some experience. Uh, you know, he can move the puck. He can skate. He's not going to be a big physical banger or anything like that, but uh, I think he can at least hold his own in that category. Uh, so I, I think there, he, and he's going to probably push Chris Russell out of the lineup and Chris Russell will become the seventh defenseman. Mm. And with Russell, you know what you're going to get. Um, but he's also had some injury issues most of the last few years. So I, I think uh, Kulak will, will help there again, not going to totally transform the defense. No, but, but stabilizing a, a, a little, maybe. Well, I think so. I, I, I mean, I think with the way the Oilers are playing right now, the they're probably kind of looking at the best defense as a good offense, and you spend more time in the other team's end and move the puck out quickly, and, and that's going to help. Derek Broussard is an interesting case. I mean, this is this is his 10th NHL team. He's 34 years old. And, uh, you know, again, a, a versatile player who can probably play anywhere on the bottom two lines fairly comfortably. Uh, who could probably move up if you were really in a pinch or in a game where you're shuffling the lines around a lot. I mean, his best offensive days are behind him. But if you look at this season, respectable numbers on a pretty bad Philadelphia team. He was hurt earlier in the season, so he's played 31 games. He does have 16 points. Left shot, he can play center. He can play left wing. He could help in faceoffs if needed. And I, I think one of the things here is... Um, a, a kind of a replacement too for Josh Archibald when Archibald can't play road games, yeah. can't play uh, any games outside of Alberta. Well, I guess they all the road games are outside of Alberta except for the one against Calgary coming up yeah. on the weekend. So again, I mean, these aren't eye-popping moves. Uh, I mean, certainly there was uh, there's been talk all year goaltending, goaltending, mm-hmm. goaltending. I think we kind of knew that wasn't going to happen. That's exactly um, where Morley so was going to go because okay. Morley was going to jump in here and wanted to know because you knew that they were going to go down that road here pretty quick. Yeah, hey, hey Reed, I was just going to say, it didn't seem to me that there was actually a goaltender out there that really fit, A, the, the salary structure and under the cap, and B, for what you would have to give up for him. Uh, I don't think there's anybody out there that was marketably better than what they have right now, especially with Koskinen going so well. Well, and that was the that was the big debate most of the season. Who A, who can you realistically acquire, and B, are they actually better? Uh, you know, and, and I and I realize that the people who are down on Oilers goaltenders will say almost anybody is better, but but I mean that's not the case. Mark Andre Fleury did get traded. That wasn't a sure thing. He wound up going to Minnesota. Uh, you know, for the Oilers to make that work, there would have had to be a pretty big uh, salary retention uh, by the Chicago Blackhawks, which they did with Minnesota. And, and I mean, some of the other names that were out there. I mean. 
okay, well, Thomas Grice, okay, Varlamov with the New York Islanders. I, I, I mean, certainly Grice isn't having a great year with, um, with, with Detroit. And then a lot of the other goaltenders were sort of in the same range. Now, look, going into the playoffs, and the Oilers sh- should make it. They're lo- looking really good to make it now with 19 games left. I, I get the concern for the goaltending. I, I mean, if you go into a series, is there any team you can match up with where you say on paper, well, the Oilers' goaltending is obviously better? Probably not. I guess it depends on on health and maybe how some teams play down the stretch. But you know, certainly you look at the season Kemper's having for Colorado, um, what Markstrom's doing for Calgary. Um, you know, they got Quick and Peterson in Los Angeles, and that's the Oilers' most likely opponent right now. So yeah, goaltending is going to be a question. But was there a move that could drastically upgrade the goaltending? I don't think so in terms of a trade. I know the other argument is like, well, just bring Stuart Skinner up and and play him. But I think especially the way Koskinen has played lately, he deserves to play. I mean, since late January, Koskinen's been very good. Mike Smith's last two starts have been encouraging. So they're going to roll with these guys. I get the risk, but I, I don't think there was an obvious upgrade that they could realistically acquire. Obviously, that's got to be an off-season issue that they're going to have to address, though, for sure, this year, right? Well, big time. I, I mean, Koskinen's contract is up. Smith has a year left. I, I think if he's back, he's he's realistically you know, more likely going to be the backup. I, I mean, unless it's a Skinner-Smith tandem, unless they go with that next year and say, okay, we think that... Uh, you know, maybe Skinner can't play uh, 60 games, but maybe he could play 45 and Smith can play 30-something. Maybe they'll do with that. But I, but I think, again, that's going to be something targeted in the offseason. And you'll have a little bit more money to play with because Costin's going to be off the books. Yeah, we got to be gun-shy still about the potential injury troubles for, for Smith. It was thought that he was going to play a whole bunch of games this year and really has not been able to play in as nearly as many as wanted. So do you depend on a almost 41-year-old goaltender next year, right? Yeah, well, I, I believe his 40th birthday is today so yeah but down the stretch these are the guys and holland said you know when they're both healthy he likes the tandem yeah um that's that's good uh, in the playoffs, there aren't often tandems. I mean, sometimes the starter might have a few years ago. I mean, Fleury played the first few games. I think he played about a round and a half for Pittsburgh, and then Murray went back in. So sometimes it happens where both goalies play, but it doesn't often happen where there's not an obvious number one where you know this is going to be the go-to guy down the stretch. But again, I think these moves help. Uh, I don't think it's a huge transformation, but I, I think it's more options for the coach. Cool stuff. Uh, Reed, thanks so much for joining us uh, this morning. I know you got a big day, another big game <laughs> coming up tonight. So you're, you're back on the air of the Face Off show at 5 o'clock, right? Yeah, 5 o'clock face-off show, taking on Dallas at 6.30. Really awesome game last night, by the yeah, way, guys. Yeah, that was, was an absolute yeah, beauty sure against was, the Avalanche. Yeah. And, I, and I think a good sign for the Oilers. They they played right with them 5-on-5, five five, really lost uh, on a couple power play goals, and then 3-on-3. Three three. Yeah. yeah, optimistic. I'm I'm getting optimist, optimistic again, Reed. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a See good you. day. See you, Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.